There's a few things the Lord just, there's a lot of things the Lord took us through over these past three days. And I'm sure that there's individual things for each of you. And, but I want to address just some of the, some of the corporate things. And um, I think Brian's going to, Brian has some things he just wants to release and share. And, um, also, Tracy has a word that I believe needs to be shared. Uh, it's just interesting how we kind of flowed through some things, but started in this place of, of just trusting in the Lord. And, and the second day was in, in a place of unity and moving into just this, uh, and, and I should say, rending our hearts. We kind of went through, went through a lot, but the uh, Lord had me in Joel too, of just that, Rending your heart and not your garment, returning to the Lord, realizing that He is so gracious and compassionate to us. But there's a time of, there's always a time of, as you rend your heart, it reveals the things in your heart that are not of the Lord. And a lot of times we just pick things up along the way that, uh, and then we start to carry him. But as we open our heart to the Lord, it just reveals these things. And there's a place of just repentance. And I think sometimes repentance has a bad connotation. It just has this bad, I don't know, uh, when you hear repentance, it's like, oh. But repentance is such a beautiful thing. As we, as we have this opportunity to actually open our hearts to the Lord and, and that he sees everything anyway. He knows it, but it's almost like he's waiting for us to go, okay, God, <laughs> yeah, this is my stuff. And he's like, yeah, I knew it was there. But he waits for us to come to him. And in that place of repentance, it's, it's a beautiful thing that he actually washes us clean of those things. There's the in Joel 2, it talks about this rending of your heart. It's that, uh, it says, return to me with all of your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. But his response, I'm just going to read this part here. It says, then the Lord will be jealous for his land and he will take pity on his people. The Lord will reply to them, I am sending you grain." new wine and oil, enough to satisfy you. Never again will I make you an object of scorn to the nations, and I will drive the northern armies far from you and push it back into a parched and a barren land. He goes on to say, he says, Surely he has done great things, but be not afraid, O land. Be glad and rejoice. Later on, he says in here that he says, uh, for he has given you the autumn rains in righteousness. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains as before. 
and the threshing floors will be filled with grain, and the fats will overflow with new wine and oil. And I believe that even in these times of just, as we kind of open our hearts to the Lord, and those things become revealed, it's the, it's the pure in heart that, that see God. There's a purity that he's, he's looking for. And, uh, it just gave me this quick thing. It was more of just, I just started writing this down. And, um, but this is what he said. He just said, strengthen yourself in me. Now is the time. And I've said it to you before. He was reminding me. <laughs> but I believe this is for us as well. Be attentive to my words, and I'll be attentive to yours. Look to me, and I will lead you. In just a little while, it will be evident that I am moving through you as you move through me. So strengthen yourself in me. And then catch this. As I breathe, learn to breathe. This is the Lord. So the Lord speaking to us, just saying, as I breathe, learn to breathe with me. As I walk, learn to walk with me. As I move, learn to move with me. The motion of your life should emulate mine. Striving comes when you move outside of my movement. So learn to dance with me. And let me lead. Is <laughs> that reminder? Sometimes, like, you know, if I dance with my wife and she starts to lead, it doesn't go well. <laughs> we start stepping on each other's feet. I think sometimes we'll dance with the Lord, but we're like, no, Lord, I'm going to lead. You follow me. <laughs> and that's just not how it works. So learn to dance with me. Let me lead you. You don't need to know the next step, but as you flow with me, I will flow through you, and your movements will become fluid as one. A single constant motion of resting in my leading. This is living, moving, and having your being. I don't just flow out of you. I flow through you. I flow in you. I penetrate every muscle, every cell, every feeling, every thought. You breathe constant oxygen. You breathe oxygen constantly. But how often do you think I need to breathe? <laughs> the life of the spirit is more critical than earthly life. And the breath of this life of your spirit is what I desire to give life to. Basically just saying, in the way that we breathe in oxygen, without even thinking about it, what the Lord's looking for is that we would breathe Him in without even going, oh God, I, I need, I gotta remember that I need you. That it becomes second nature to us. This is that desire that he has to just flow and, and move with us. The life, he says this, he says, walk with me, live in me, and move toward me, rest in me, 
and live through me. And I went to Jeremiah 17. It just says this. It says, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord and whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes and its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought. Catch that. Because I think the thing is, is sometimes we think the Lord takes us out of these things. He's like, oh, we won't have to go through this. No, we go through the, we go through the same thing everybody else goes through. But the, but the thing is, is when our root system, when we are a tree planted by his waters, this is when it says that we don't have to fear when the heat comes. We don't have to worry when the year of drought comes. And it says that you'll never fail to bear fruit. There's a corresponding, in Ezekiel 47, it talks about these trees that are that are by the river, and it says, every month you will bear fruit. Because, and catch this, because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. This is that place of abiding in him. And the waters that come from his sanctuary, when we drink that in, when we drink those, those waters in, goes on to say right here, it says, their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. That food is for life. The fruit will bring life and the leaves will bring healing. It'll be a time of, and a place of refreshing. And as we're in this time, and you're going to hear something from Tracy here that uh, I think we need to realize that when the times get dark, when things get tough, this is actually our opportune times. And, and there is a, there's a preparation that the Lord is actually leading us into, even right now. It hit me last night. Uh, I, I started going through all these words over the past, since like 2015 through, through 2020 here. And I would say 80% of the words have the word prepare. And some have it more than others. Actually, let me just share. This is important, I think, just as we're... These are some of the things that the Lord was just leading us into, but we're in a time, and even just this three-day fast was the beginning of a preparation. But there are actually action steps. There are things that we need to begin to move into, that we need to prepare. But it all comes out of a preparation of the heart. So it's not, you can't start to prepare things before your heart's prepared. And when your heart's prepared, then you're, you get into an alignment with the very things that you're supposed to prepare. So sometimes we can, we don't prepare like the world prepares um, out, of, out of a place of fear we actually prepare for the very things that are going to shift uh, 
And it's, it's, so it's like Joseph. Joseph knew that there was going to be seven years of drought. What did he do? He, he prepared. There was a time of gathering in of the crops for those seven years. Uh, so in the first seven years, it was the seven years of abundance followed by seven years of drought. So during these seven years, it wasn't a time to go, wow, this is great. The Lord's just going to continue to do this. No, there was, there was an awareness and a knowledge that this was going to change. But in that preparation, what it did is when they got into the, the seven years of drought, Egypt became a blessing to the nations because the Lord actually prepared them. And there was a, there was a transfer of wealth that happened during that seven years of famine, that seven years of drought. That's when things actually begin to transfer. And I won't go into the, the details of it now, but, but I believe the transfer of wealth that we're going to see is actually not of money, but it's of people. This is the opportune time where we're going to see a transfer of people into the kingdom. We're going to see the kingdom advance like we've never seen it advance before. It's, it didn't happen during the times of abundance, but they had to prepare. And so it's a, it's a, it's a during the times of abundance we prepare, during the times of drought, and during the, the crazy times, this is actually when we see the harvest come in. This is when there's a transfer of wealth. So I believe that we're in this, not that we're in like super times right now, but I believe it is a, it is a preparation time for things that are to come. Uh, this is a word the Lord gave me back in November. Just as a, I'm not going to go through all the words, but this one, uh, this is one that became very evident. And this prepare, uh, I, it's crazy. I, we've read it a hundred times and, and read these words so many times. And, uh, and it's almost like a light bulb went off. And it was like, oh, we actually need to prepare. <laughs> like, I think sometimes we just go, oh, we're just going to prepare our hearts. Like if Joseph would have gone, man, I'm preparing. I'm just going to just love the Lord. I'm going to be second command over this kingdom and just thank God for his goodness and that I got to be in this position. Like he would have missed the very thing that the Lord was preparing him for and setting him up for. So there is a, we do set ourselves before the Lord. We put our trust in the Lord and then we actually need to listen to him and obey him and step into the very things and in that preparation for what's to come. So this, this word just said, it's, so listen to this now with a kind of a new context, new understanding. The days of old are past. Behold, the days of new have come. I've set you apart for this time and to operate in a new way. This is not the ways of old, not the ways you have seen as in the church's past. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Don't look to the former things, to the things of old. What I have for you, it's not a model. It's not a template. It is a masterpiece that's created by me. So look to me and only to me. 
Many will try and draw you to plans and to the wisdom of man. But I say, woe to those who try and forsake the plans of my hand for the plans of men. Do not forsake my plans for security and sanity. <laughs> Listen to that again. This is important. Do not forsake my plans for security and sanity. It's time to move, but move with me. Worship me and know the beat of my heart. Know the breath of my lungs and the sound of my voice. I'm coming to you, and my breath will be in you and move through you. Plans will be unveiled in my realm and in my presence. You will see my glory released through my goodness. You will see my power. You will see my glory. Enter into my presence. Enter into my heart and explore the possibilities. And then he said this, prepare hearts, prepare wineskins, and prepare the worshipers. Prepare, prepare, prepare. Prepare the way of the Lord. I am coming. <laughs> I think he was trying to get a point across there. <laughs> we need to prepare. And there's a lot to this. I'm not going to go into it now, but uh, even from a, I think from a body, there's some things that the Lord is, is shifting in this time. And it's not necessarily out of the things that we've been in, but it's into the new things as well. And I'll just say, here's the thing. Uh, and I, if you got the email, I kind of alluded to this earlier today. But uh, a lot of times we're asking for things that we're not prepared for. We're praying into things and asking the Lord to do things that we actually don't have the preparation for. And one of the big ones, the biggest one, is for souls, for revival, for the kingdom to come, for, for, for people to come into the kingdom, for the kingdom to advance in this season. And here's the thing. If we actually were to see revival, if we actually were to see thousands come into the kingdom right now, I think we would be, <laughs> we wouldn't know what to do. We would be sitting here going, okay, now what? How, how do we handle this? And so I would just ask even in this, just, and I, I feel like there's some things the Lord's revealing. It's not totally clear, so I don't want to confuse you in it. Um, but I think this is part of the preparation. How do we actually prepare for, I mean, it's been prophesied there's a billion soul harvest coming. It's a billion souls. We have, a, we have 153 million seats if you include every sanctuary and synagogue throughout the world. It's 153 million. We're going to be a little short from the billion souls that the Lord wants to bring in. So how do we do it? So I'll just kind of leave that out there. But I believe the Lord's not going, oh no, there's no way this is going to work. <laughs> I believe he has a plan our job is to prepare our hearts, get in alignment with him, and then begin to prepare the wineskins and the worshipers. And, 
and I'll, I'll just say this about worship. Um, there'll be more that we'll talk about this over the coming weeks, but, uh, but worship is not just singing songs to the Lord. Worship is a lifestyle of sacrificial worship to Him with our lives. And, and the thing is, is we, we look at the things of this earth and we, we, can, we start to focus on those things, but our job is to actually focus on the eternal things. Yes, we need to survive on this earth. We need to live and eat and, and make money so we have homes and all those things. And, and those are all great, but, but there is a greater perspective that the Lord has for us. And it is a kingdom perspective. It's a heavenly perspective because everything on this earth, we can't take any of it with us. But what we establish now for the kingdom, we actually get to take with us. And that's souls. So I believe, and this is that, as we live that life of worship unto him in a sacrificial way, and it's, it's I'll just say it's a, I believe, we were talking about it earlier, I believe the first time that worship is actually mentioned uh, is with uh, Abraham when he's actually sacrificing his son. Let's go up and, and worship. And worship was a form of sacrifice, and it was actually sacrificing the very thing that the Lord had given him. And, uh, and it was setting that in place, which then the Lord was able to bless him through that. So... There's a shift coming. There's a lot of shifts coming. Uh, Why don't you come up and just share. Uh, Tracy had a dream. And this this is what's really cool is here we are in this time of fasting and I feel like the Lord's just revealing things and, and kind of saying, hey, beware of this and get ready. But in a great way because we're made for such a time as this. We were talking about it in the back room. We just... You actually, like the Lord's not going, oh, no, here comes something. <laughs> like, no, these are things that he is aware of. He knows that are going to happen. He's set it in place. His hand is often on these things. And, uh, and so he's not going, ah, man, they are not prepared for this in the sense of created for this. You're created for this very moment in time. You're here on this earth for this very moment and for these very things. It's Esther times. It's, these are the times. It's, your, it's for such a time as this that you are born. And so there's no need to be fearful in these times. What we do is we press into the Lord and say, okay, God, you created me. What's my plan in this? What's my purpose in this? And how am I supposed to, to move forward in these very times of these difficult times? So I'm going to let, oh, and one other thing I want to say about this dream uh, so Tracy sent this dream to Marcus, and they sent this to us uh, yesterday and uh, with, a, with an interpretation of it. And at the, at the very same day, yesterday, uh, someone else on our staff uh, who's very prophetic just released something almost identical to this. So it wasn't, and they hadn't communicated, they hadn't talked about this. Um, but so you had one person actually speaking it yesterday. I recorded on my phone. We were we spent four hours at a at a park, and just uh, worshipped and prayed and and just uh, shared what the Lord had for each of our hearts and prayed into those things. It was such unity. Uh, but when it came to this person, he said, "I just have this strong word I have to release," and he released that word. 
And then we had the email from Tracy at the same time. So you'll hear this and just know that there was a confirmation of almost the same thing by someone else. So. Maybe I'll uh, Yeah, I see. we certainly weren't talking. <laughs> I haven't shared this with anybody. Um, first time I've shared it was with Marcus and Mike uh, yesterday. So once again, hear my heart here. This is the first time I've released this publicly. And, um, I can tell you it comes with weight. I mean, I mean, you're speaking what heaven is speaking. It comes with a weight. So hear my heart. I was standing in a huge grove of trees. As far as I could see, all I saw was trees. As I looked in one direction, what I felt to be north, I noticed the leaves on the trees were not green. They were starting to turn colors as if it were the beginning of fall. I turned around and looked the other way, noticing that the color of the leaves were bright in color, as if it were mid to late fall. All of the trees were completely full, and there were not many, if any, leaves on the ground. Suddenly, a violent shaking took place. The ground under my feet shook as I set my feet underneath me to make sure I could balance. The trees began to shake so violently that the leaves were falling, flying and blowing all over the place. The wind picked up and was blowing at storm-type levels. I felt the Lord all over the shaking, almost as if he was in the shaking itself. I remember thinking to myself, this is like World War III, absolute chaos, craziness all around me. With all of the turbulence and shaking, it was amazing that I was in complete peace, simply standing in the middle of the tree grove, in the midst of everything swirling around me. I awoke, my heart was racing, I was sweating, and the holy reverent fear of God consumed me. So there was some revelation and some interpretation. As I woke up, I just started typing as fast as I could. And then uh, I'm just going to give you the, the highlights. Um, but what I really want to focus on is the last portion, which is exactly what Mike is talking about, has been talking about, which is this is our season. This is our time to shine as the church. So interpretation and revelation. Each and every one of us has been intentionally created, fashioned, and designed for such a time as this. Each and every one of you, let me repeat that, each and every one of you has been intentionally created, fashioned, and designed for such a time as this. I have placed you where you stand for a purpose. Whether you stand in the peace or in the midst of chaos, I am with you. I am releasing a new strength to the body of Christ in this hour to prepare the bride for what comes next. Between the first frost of the season and the last leaf falling to the ground, there will be a violent shaking. The shaking will be a different of a different measure than that of the past and will bring increased tension, violence, and turbulence. I am about to shine heaven's light into the darkest places of the earth. No longer will things in the darkness remain hidden. They will be revealed by the light. 2 Corinthians 4, 6, by the way. Some will run from the light as they don't, rec- they don't recognize the source. Yet others will be drawn to it 
For there was a seed planted that cannot be denied and will spring forth. I have several bullet points. I'll just hit right once again, just quick highlight. Groups and organizations with agendas that do not align with heaven's agenda will be uprooted. Scandalous, sin-filled activity will be revealed. I see Washington, D.C., Hollywood, London, New York City. The names of people and organizations, some of which are very well known, will shock America and the world as shame will replace faith. Some will go into hiding and others will boldly profess their innocence. Churches will close at alarming rates and bring new meaning to the term M&A, merger and acquisition. There will be consolidation of churches and bodies. For those that stewarded well the little will now be given a lot. Those will become the apostolic centers of power and authority that people will flock to in times of desperation. I see certain forms of media being shut down, cut off, no longer available for the sake of the people's safety. Media will not be reporting the news. They'll be making the news, almost as if they're creating the news itself. My light will bring justice. Quote, unquote. The protest will continue. BLM will not be the central focus as multiple political hot topics will surface and create tension. The riots, looting, vandalism, and senseless acts of violence will be the street, in the streets and in the neighborhoods. Ezekiel 38, 11 through 13. COVID was a bioattack, but there is a new attack coming. I just saw electric wires with frayed ends touching and sparking. I see a cyber attack of some sort coming. It will hold a ransom of data, day-to-day living, and the functioning of the country or portions of it. Just as the leaves of the trees represent the healing of nations, highlighted in Revelation 22.2, the falling of the leaves represents the falling of nations. Tension, disunity, and quarreling amongst nations will bring uncertainty of trust between nations. I'll skip the second half of that. I hear the Lord saying, whatever can be shaken will be shaken. I recalled a dream that I had on February 7th. I recalled a word I had, I'm sorry, not a dream, a word I had on February 7th, 2020. So February 7th, well before any of the chaos. As my flight took off from Dallas to Chicago, the flight attendant came on in the overhead and said, please stay seated with your seatbelts fastened. We will be experiencing turbulence upon takeoff today. I was looking out the window, looking down upon DC and the turbulence started as the plane was in fact experiencing turbulence. I heard the Lord say, there is going to be a turbulence before the, the clear skies. He went on to impress it to me. There is a violent shaking that will take place in my city of government, impressing upon me that the shaking that would be that would be good. Some things that are temporal must fall before the things that God meant to stay will remain. Some governmental highlights here that the Lord spoke. I see conspiracy of sorts around and about the election. It'll spur feverish pitch between party senators, congressmen, etc. The election is a ticking time bomb. The government will need to shut down for a period of time for the shaking that's taking place. I hear the Lord saying that gender-driven campaigns will not be tolerated. I have already elected and appointed my king. So here's the good part. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Those that have built their governments, their homes, their lives, their families, their faith, on solid foundation will remain intact. But those that have built on sand, soft soil, unstable ground will crumble under the pressure of what is to come. It is not too late. Whether you showed up in the first hour 
or come to the Lord in the 11th hour, you will be received as you call on his name. For we, like the treasure in the jars of clay that God's word speaks of, showing the all-surpassing power that we carry is from God and not from us. You may feel hard-pressed on every side, but you are not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed, shaken, but not moved. For those that have built on solid foundation, be encouraged. The church, the body, the bride, this is your divine appointed hour to rise up, to show love and to shine light. This is what you were created for, to be the light to those that have lost their way in the chaos and shaking of this world. God is purging the church in this season. The things that are being removed weren't meant to be there in the first place. It was not God's design to have the world infiltrate his children, but for his children to infiltrate the world. I went on to talk about Hebrews just 12, 25 through 29. that basically says the things that will be shaken will be shaken. The things that remain are eternal. The things that fall to the floor are the ones that are temporary. This is the moment in time, the Kairos moment, that you transition from being the overcomer to being more than a conqueror. The Lord spoke four things right here. You may feel the shaking, but you will not be moved. There is a shaking coming in the fall, but my children will not fall. I put you in the world, but you are not of it. Rise up, awaken my children. It's time to shine. So I think there's just a a weight on this. And and the other other one here was this shaking would happen between the first frost and the last leaf falling. Uh, The other one said basically about 45 days, uh, which probably closer to the first frost. (laughs) Uh, But very similar... One of the other things that, just as Tracy was talking, I remembered of the other one was uh, that the question was asked, Lord, are we ready? Are we prepared? And and the answer was no. You're not prepared. So I believe, not that this isn't like, ah, this is okay. Let's prepare. It's interesting, and the Lord, when I, when I woke up this morning, I was just praying into this. I just remembered uh, Nehemiah. You know, he built the wall, rebuilt the wall in, in a time where it was impossible. There's no way that you could have built the wall this fast. He built the wall in 52 days and, uh, and reset things in, in place that needed to be in place. And so uh, with the Lord... We can be prepared, and we will be prepared. And I, and I think even these three days was just kind of a wake-up call to go, okay, we need to be prepared. We need to start preparing and seeking the Lord even more. Now, we did three days now, but don't stop. I'm going to stop the fast. <laughs> I am not going to stop the prayer. We need to seek the Lord in this time. This is not a time when you go into battle uh, like it's it's not the time to to have parties and and you know hang out and give high fives. You're in a battle, and, and it's time to prepare. 
and you know when you go out you put your your helmet on you have your gun you're you're aware you're there's a, an alertness and an awareness of the surroundings of the situations and in the same way we're in a battle so we need to be alert we need to be prepared we need to be aware of our situations and our surroundings and most importantly we need to be aware of the holy spirit and, and that's that like in this in the same way that we breathe in oxygen we need to have that same place of, on the spiritual side of being aware of the very things that the Lord is doing right now. And that as we walk, it's like, oh, turn this way. Oh, do this. And we're just, we're in that motion. It's that single motion with the Holy Spirit, with the Lord, as he's revealing the very things of his heart in this time. So uh, I pray that this is, there's always that hesitation. Like, do you even share but it's like we need to know the things that the Lord is saying. Hey, be aware and now prepare. So this is no time to, to act in fear. The enemy could come in and go, ah, what do you need to do? And like, no, no, no. We seek the Lord. We will be prepared. We trust in him. We put our trust in him, not in the chariots, not in the things of this world, not in swords, not in spears. We put our trust in the Lord. And he will be the one that cuts our path. It's trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. I always say, we trust in the Lord with all our heart and then lean on our own understanding. And we got to get past that second one. We cannot lean on our own understanding. And then we acknowledge him in all our ways, in all our ways. And sometimes we go, well, I'll give him these ways, but not these ways. We actually have to know him in every area of our life, in every way. We have to yada him, that in-depth understanding, knowledge of him. And then he begins to cut our path. And he will cut the path. So we are, and we're, here's the other thing I felt. This was on the first and second day. The unity is so critical in this time. This is the body of Christ coming together. And, and if, if we're, if we're being lone rangers, if we're being, if you've ever seen the gladiator, and it's it was always that as one, and they would come together, and and it was when they were fighting. I can't remember the story, but they uh, but they all had their shields, and they all they they circled around together, and they protected each other. But then there was that one guy that comes out, and goes running out to go fight the battle, <laughs> and of course he's the guy that gets taken out. So this isn't this isn't a a lone ranger time. This isn't a time to go. This is a time that we unify as the body of Christ. And, I, and I'll say in that unity, just to, to clarify, this isn't like conformity in the sense of, hey, we're all the very same. We're actually all so unique. We each play our part. I was talking about it earlier. Is It's that symphony that, that you know, Brian plays the clarinet and and I'm on the, the flute or on the, or on the violin or something, we, we're going to sound completely different in and of ourselves. Um, Jim could probably explain this better than I could say. <laughs> Jim's like, oh, Lord, what are you saying? <laughs> uh, but the point is, is that we, we're going to sound completely different. We're different instruments. But when we start to play together in that unity, that's that symphony sound. That's that beautiful sound that comes forth. And, and this is what the Lord is calling us into, is, that, is that, that unity together, that strength of the body with Jesus as the head. 
He's the head. And if he's not the head, if we're just a body, we're in big trouble. So it's, it's setting our eyes on Jesus, setting our eyes on him, and that's what brings us into this place of unity. Uh, and it's going to be a beautiful thing. I, I'm ex- I am truly, I'm excited. I'm like, man, I, I can't wait for, for these type of times to come, for the, for the craziness and the shaking and the things that are about to come, because this is when we get to shine. This is the best times of our life. Like, everybody's bright when it's, when it's you know, a sunny day, <laughs> right? Everybody looks the same. But when it gets dark, man, then you actually see who shines. Then you see who has the light of Jesus on the inside of them and who gets to shine. So the darker it gets, the brighter we shine. So I'm like, bring on the darkness. <laughs> Let's go, because then we get to be the light. You guys, you guys with me? You're like, I don't want that. I want the dark. I want the light. Brian, you want to come up? Tracy, thank you for sharing that. Um, actually, I so appreciate to be here as you guys are entering into this. About a decade ago, before I even met Mike, I was here doing a service with J.R., and uh, it was a normal Saturday night. They were doing Saturday night and two Sunday morning services, and the Spirit of the Lord just blasted us. Uh, we were on the ground. I was having a – Jared laid up on the stage for over an hour under the Spirit of the Lord. Do you remember that? Yeah. And I kept saying, man, I can't hardly stand. And Jared's like, we well, probably need to explain that to everybody. <laughs> and then I got spiritual warfare the next night, and then the Lord hit us really hard the next day. Well, why am I sharing that with you? While we were in worship, that same shaking that I felt that day came back into my heart again. And I started asking the Lord, what are we doing here? What are we entering into? So hang on. The Lord was showing me a vision of something. We use this statement all the time. We're entering a new realm. And when we talk about that, we talk about going higher. And that has to do with some places in Scripture with authority. But the Lord didn't show me that. He said, we're not entering a new realm of authority. I'm plummeting the depth of something in people right now. So let me explain what I feel like the Lord is saying. Every one of you are a leader in some form, whether you lead a group or you're just a a mother or father. God describes you, his body, as leaders. And here's what he showed me. He's right now taking you through a season, a depth of new leadership that you have never experienced before. Why? Because it hasn't been time. Jesus is going to take you into a new depth of him being a leader. He gave me actually Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. Um, Not to do the whole scripture because I'm not here teaching tonight. I'm doing this so we can release something. Uh, In Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, it's beginning to talk about the abomination that uh, brings desolation. And this is foretelling something that's going to happen in A.D. 70. And then right in the middle of it, the Lord makes a statement. The Lord will strengthen his people. I'm sorry. Those who know the Lord, the Lord will strengthen them, and they will do exploits. Now, God actually gave me that for this vision. The reason he's plummeting the depth of leadership in your life right now is he's trying to reflect some form of leadership to you that you've never experienced before. Why do you need to experience a different level of strength? Because we're in a different season. He didn't ask you to be strong. He asked you to let him plummet you with his presence so that you'll gain strength from him 
And then the idea of doing exploits is not the idea of going out and trying to conquer something. It's the idea of how deep he takes you is the, expo- the expression that will come out of you. So the Lord is actually calling us right now into a depth of understanding him as a leader that you've never experienced before so he can express that form of leadership that's going to be coming through you in the future. Would you join me in prayer over that? Holy Spirit, come. I already know you're doing this in the midst of us. I I know your hand in the middle of us, Lord. You are shaping us in a way that we've never been formed before. So we open our heart to you. We give you our time, and we turn over our lives, and we say, plummet the depth of, let us plummet the depth of you as a leader. Release your strength in the midst of us, Lord. Let us step into that place we've never gone before. Let us know you in a way that we've never seen. And I just command the strength and the blessing of the Lord to be released over you and through you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. He showed me another vision really quick. He showed me this desert place, kind of like where I grew up in Pueblo this desert with one rose sitting in the middle of it and all this dry ground next to it. And he actually told me that um, what it looks like in the natural is not what's going on in the spirit. The, ro- the one rose represented his work and the work of the, the body of Christ and how it seems to be weary or people are like, is there any effect to this? He actually told me refreshing waters are coming to the body of Christ, though it looks barren. And everyone else looks and says, we're in despair. God says, I'm going to surprise people with a refreshing that they were not expecting. Would you pray with me about that? Uh, I agree with Mike, Lord. I mean, just stir it up. What man calls evil, you will turn towards good. What uh, uh, It was considered to be a bad thing. You will flip it to make it a good thing. We ask you release the refreshing again. And I saw you transform a field into many roses. Release refreshing water upon us, Lord, and let it come. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Another thing he was telling me this week, you need to come out of your cave of fear. I have not given you a spirit of fear, love, power, and a sound mind. If you're struggling with any form of fear, I don't know if you guys have experienced this as this has been going on this season right now, but it is not just your own fear. The enemy is trying to make us afraid so we won't be released. And God has had to deal with me personally on this to deliver me from a spirit of fear. Now, I don't need you to stand, but if you want to come into agreement with me about this, let's just come out of the cave of fear for as a group of people. Lord, we present our lives before you. Break the power of fear over us. Give us a sound mind, Lord. Renew us. Let us come out of the cave, Lord. And let us walk as you've called us to. I command the spirit of boldness to come upon us right now in the name of Jesus. We come into agreement that no weapon formed against us will prosper. And we just thank you for your goodness, O Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. 
Now, actually, one last thing, then I'll be done. He took my attention. He showed. He took me into this room with this little child, this little boy at three years old, and he said something. I actually saw his presence come into the room with the child, and he says, I'm going to release the presence of the Holy Spirit upon the youth in your midst, and I'm going to visit them with dreams that they weren't even asking for. And then he described it as this, get ready for an awakening in the youth. Coming into agreement with me about that. Lord, we just turn to you and we say, visit our children. Holy Spirit, release dreams and visions over them and call them by name. I ask that there would be an awakening that no one was expecting and that you will do more than we are even asking or imagining right now. We say yes to this, Lord, and we command the blessing of the Lord upon the youth in this region, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. All right, guys, that's it. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Uh, just in this, as we've just, we're praying here, uh, I feel like Maybe some of you, there's just some things that the Lord's been stirring in your heart. That Here's what I'm asking. Um, if, if you want to pray, I'll just come around to you. Um, I don't feel like it's a time to, to, to like, we don't want to hear everything that you've been going through. But, um, but if you want to pray into it, um, I'd love to just, I think the Lord's been stirring each of us. This is that symphony. So um, it's always a little scary when you have the hold out the mic in a sense but um, but I just want to release that uh, for you guys just to, to pray into this so if there's a and if it's a scripture you can release a scripture and pray uh, but just keep it to scripture and prayer is what I would ask so um, does anyone have anything that you just want to speak into pray into just as the Lord's been stirring your heart be bold just sharing with um, Tracy earlier that last week the Lord gave me two visions as I was walking the dog. Um, He just showed me two trees. One was for the fall and the other one was the winter with all the leaves falling full of frost and there was a whirlwind that went through it and he said I'm taking you through a season of preparation and then he gave me Amos 3 which says that the Lord would not do anything without telling his prophets so then Tracy shared that and then there's another individual and Tracy's like yep that's it so Father God first and foremost I want to thank you for for speaking to your people and telling us prior to the things that are coming to us Lord thank you Father God because you will not allow things to happen unless you inform us you prepare us You prepare the way for us so that we can be able to do your will in our lives, so that we can be a blessing unto others, Lord. Thank you, Father God, because not only do you tell us, Lord, but you prepare us for that which is coming, Lord. In this season that we are in preparation for that which is more more darkness, Lord, thank you for preparing us so that we may be that light for your people, for the people that you're going to be bringing, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus, because we are going to shine like you do, Lord. Above all, we are going to shine for everyone to see where they're going to be coming to. So thank you, Father God, for that. Amen. Hi there. My name's Cliff, and I'd like to share something. I've heard the Revelation song tonight, and I'm like, every time I hear that song, I love that. That's awesome. And um, so I pulled up that scripture. I thought, there's something going on with this. And so um, this whole shaking that's going on, it's a, it is a good shaking. Uh, sounds familiar, though. It's been going on a while. So when they sang a new song, saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals, for you were slain. You've redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And you have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. There's a lot of mindset in the kingdom world, church, that says, oh, wouldn't it be great if the kingdom were here? You know, someday we'll get there. Like, well, wouldn't it be great if the kingdom was here now? Uh, it is. And I, while I was sitting there, I kept looking at this word, made us kings. I checked several different uh, commentaries to find out what the word us meant. And um, it's you. It's us. It really is us. That was not a thing for the future. When John went up into heaven, he was seeing what was going on at that moment. So let's join. Let's let the kingdom come and see what happens. Father, in the name of Jesus, take us out of old mindsets of wishing that you'd come. And let us step into the knowing the fact that you will. That you're right here and you're available. You're not surprised by anything that's going on on this planet. Father, let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, I ask you to pour out your spirit on you as it was in the day of Pentecost. We get to have some fun times here. We had one a while back. Brian talked about it. Last month, we were all just sharing about this at somebody's house. We are having a barbecue. He began to share about that night. And the Holy Spirit came in the room, and we had a, like a little revival in there. It was an hour and a half or two hours of ministry, touching people, God speaking words for I mean, it was awesome. And I think he will do that right now, right here. So, Father, I just ask you to come like you did that night with us here, right in this room, again. It's not a hard thing for you to do. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, release your gifts here. 
release your power. So we can, yeah, there'll be some prayer afterwards if you want to pray. Um, I know I sent, I had this um, word about a week or so ago. And um, over the last 10 years, um, I have this vision. I've seen these tens of millions of, of women especially and this next generation. And everything seemed to go dormant for a really long time. And then all of a sudden, it's like multiple times a day, I see their faces. I see they're every color. They're every size, shape. They're, they're amazing. And they need the joy. They need the joy of the Lord. And then I had this vision, and I, and I, said, I, I said, I have this deep sense that we are specifically being prepared individually and as a whole for things that will take place later this fall. I see and hear people saying of us, we need to go there. And they're saying it of, of us, of this place. It's, it's not just this place or this building, but of us. We need to go there. Hope is there. Life and peace is there. God's presence of hope and joy is there. They will hear of his goodness and love among us, so key, and be drawn to the beacon of his light that is resident within us. Many in the body of Christ and in the world will need what they genuinely see in us. We will become even more aware of what a privilege this all is and how much joy in serving him. This in turn clothes us in even deeper humility, which will lead to even greater love, wisdom, and more fruit. It's a beautiful cycle. Many of these new and or newly refreshed believers who find us will finally find their lives in the vision of going out as lights themselves, and there will be a huge multiplier effect. But right now really seems to be such a crucial time of leaning into his heartbeat, getting into new rhythm. So I want to pray the rest of this. According to um, Hebrews 12, when it said, fixing our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Father, I thank you that right now we have the privilege of leaning into your heartbeat, of getting into new rhythms with you, the breathing you were talking about, Mike, letting go of old habits and mindsets and being established in your new ones. Father, I thank you that this is a time, Abba, Daddy, Jesus, majestic captain of the hosts, an amazing, energetic Holy Spirit. This is a time of receiving deeper healing we didn't even know we needed and clearing out all that does not fit. A time of the resetting of greater expectations and of seeing who we really are in you, empowered by you. It is the recalibrating of daily routines. Father, I thank you for that. We need you. We need you to order our steps. 
Only you know what each one of us need to do, the steps we need to take and when and how and the way you breathe. And that's all we want. That's all we want, Father, the wisdom to see what belongs and what doesn't. New discipline that is for the purpose of preparing us to be strong and grounded in the face of whatever comes. This will be done on a very personal level, but as many share what God is doing with them, we will see many common threads that people are being set free from, and the power of that knowledge will lead to the extra boost that many have needed to finally be set free so that their purposes can no longer be delayed. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You're the one who's doing that. Jesus, this is not something we even want to do in and of ourselves. We lean entirely into your heartbeat for that. Father, instead, setting our faces like flint, like Jesus did, we will accomplish with you the renewed purposes you have for each one of us. We will walk and run with a boldness that cannot be stopped. And we will more deeply fellowship as a family, as a whole, with a unity that will sustain and empower us in all we do. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for your tender care over us. Thank you for this time. Lord, we don't want to waste a second of it. We want to be so leaning into your heart, breathing the way you breathe, hearing what you hear, seeing what you want us to see, and Father, raise up in each one of us that unstoppable love that will conquer all. In Jesus' mighty, matchless name, we thank you with great joy. (laughs) Amen and amen. Amen. Mm. Just to that, I just had a scripture that I had open already. It's just in Romans 13, and one of the things that the Lord was stirring our heart in is just this, it is time for his body to wake up. He says, and do this, understanding the present time, the hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber because your salvation is nearer now than when you first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. I don't think this is a uh, suggestion. It's more of a command. Let's do this. Let's get the armor of light on. It goes on to say, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. and Do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature or of the flesh. A lot of times sinful nature, we go, well, my my nature isn't sinful. It's the desires of the flesh. (laughs) It's the very things that we desire of this world. And he's like, look, when you put on Jesus Christ, what did he do? He died. (laughs) He gave his very life on this earth. So what do you think we're supposed to do? Maybe I don't want to put on Jesus Christ. (laughs) So, Lord, we do. I just, I ask, Lord, that in this time, 
as you're calling us to prepare as the body, as you're calling us to breathe you in in greater ways. Lord, I pray for an awakening of our minds, an awakening of our spirit, Lord, that we would waken unto you, Lord, that this would be a time that we would no longer try to gratify the desires of the flesh, the things of this world, the things that are temporal that we cannot take with us. But, Lord, that we would set our eyes on the eternal things, that we would wake up to the very things that the Lord has for us, the very things that we are created for. We're not created for earthly things. We're created for the heavenly things. We're built and we're made for that. So, Lord, let not the things of this world, the things of the flesh, be the things that actually choke out the fruitfulness of life. Lord, I pray that, that nothing of this world, no cares, no worries of this world, the fear of this world, that spirit of fear of the very God of this world that puts that spirit of fear, tries to put that spirit of fear on the inside of us. Lord, I pray that that would not happen to us. Lord, we would not succumb to that spirit of fear. But Lord, by your spirit, by your power, by your might. Lord, I thank you for that, that spirit of power. Lord, I thank you for the power that rises up on the inside of us in this very time, in this very moment as we awaken unto you. I thank you for that love that comes from your spirit. It's by your spirit that we actually receive that love. And Lord, that we would have that mind that is set upon you, that is secure in you, that sound mind. So we break, we do it just as, as Brian did earlier, just again, Lord, we just say we don't agree with that spirit of fear. We don't agree with fear. Someone who said, who's, who's spoken here before, they said, when you agree with fear, you shake hands with the devil. <laughs> Let's not do that not a good thing to do. So we break that, that fear. It's the enemy's weapon. It's his primary weapon that he uses to basically shut down the body of Christ. Lord, I thank you that we will not, we will not come under that spirit of fear. Lord, I thank you that we move and we live. We live, we have our being by your spirit. So awaken your body that we would be clothed with you. Lord, that we wouldn't allow those other things to come in and choke out the very thing that you've created us for. Thank you, Lord. Following, uh, following the theme of doing things his way as new wineskins, this is from uh, Isaiah 28, 23 through 29. So I'm going to release this. It's the word of the Lord that cannot return void. It has the power within it to do all it says it shall do. Listen and hear my voice. Pay attention and hear what I say. When a farmer plows for planting, does he plow continually? 
does he keep on breaking up and working the soil? When he has leveled the surface, does he not sow the caraway and scare the cumin? Does he not plant wheat in its place, barley in its plot, and spell in its field? His God instructs him and teaches him the right way. Caraway is not thrust with a sledge, nor is a, a the wheel of the cart rolled over cumin. Caraway is beaten out with a rod and cumin with a stick. Grain must be ground to make bread, so one does not go on threshing it forever. The wheels of a threshing cart may be rolled over it, but one does not use horses to grind grain. All this also comes from the Lord Almighty, whose plan is wonderful, whose wisdom is magnificent. This is so good. I love it. We just thank you, Father, that we are coming more and more in tune with your still small voice and your leadings of your promptings as the body of Christ, as your children, Father, and and receiving instruction and carrying out things in the way as you instruct us. And we know from your word that the proof of our love for you is obedience. And we're going to prove that we love you through our obedience, Father. And I release this in the most glorious, powerful name of Jesus. Amen. So something the Father's been working with me on is um, helping me with forgiveness. So I've had a lot of pain, and um, it's, it was just kind of bound up in anger and, and uh, hurt. But when I forgave, I really felt like a release happened over me in my life, and I felt just uh, the heaviness go away and such a lightness in my spirit, and um, I feel so much free, so, so much freer now. And so... In uh, here, in Matthew six fourteen, it says, "For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you." Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. So, Father, I just I thank you for your forgiveness for us in our sins, Lord. Thank you for forgiving forgiving us, God, and I just. I just pray, Lord, that you would help us to forgive others who have hurt us and said wrong things about us and have, have grieved us, God. And I just I just release that over my brothers and sisters tonight, Lord, that you would just help us to give up the give up this anger and to forgive. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
Um, it was on my heart to uh, share about Revelation 2. We were praying about this on Monday, and it had been on my heart. Um, so when uh, Pastor Mike talked about uh, repentance, I felt like I should maybe share it. Um, you have forsaken your first love. Remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. And like he was saying, um, we get all heavy and weird about repentance, and and God has something beautiful for us in repentance. Um, but I don't feel like we've lost our first love, but I do feel that um, God wants to remind us that he doesn't want us to try harder to love him. He wants us, we love because he first loved us. And during this season, we really need to bask in his love and just receive his love because as we receive his love then we can give it and he says do the things you did at first and he talks about repenting and and so what do we do at first you know when we were first saved we had this revelation of God's love we had this revelation that we were a child of God that we were part of his bride that we were his beloved one and I just feel like God wants to remind us that. And so the word repentance, if you look at it, it means repent. So again, so it's saying go, go back to what you did before, re, and pent is like penthouse. The penthouse is the one on top. There's other words for pent, but I can't remember them right now. But the root word pent means the top. So God is saying repent re come up high and so the lord has called us to the high place with him as his kids as his beloved ones and so when we sin we forget who we've forgotten who we are so i have a friend who says don't ask people how they're feeling ask people how they're believing especially believers it's so today are you believing that you're a child of god or are you believing that you're a sinner? No, God said you're a saint. Are you believing that you're a total disaster, you're a mess? Are you believing that God's making you whole? You know, what are you believing today? Don't ask your feelings. Don't ask your emotions. Say, hey, I want to believe. I want to have the mind of Christ and agree with God. So repent. God's saying, come up to the high place. Come think higher with me. He's calling us to be the bride, to be ambassadors, to be the beloved ones. So when we sin, we've forgotten who we are. So let's say that you're angry. Why are you angry? Because you're not getting your way. And because you're not trusting that God will take care of you. Why do we manipulate? Why do we get controlling? Because we're not trusting God. We're trying to make our own way and do it ourselves. Why do we binge watch something or some, sometimes people get drunk or do drugs or whatever, heavy stuff? It's because they're trying to fill the void. They've forgotten who they are. Because a, a bride, a daughter, a beloved one doesn't go somewhere else to get their needs met. They go to God because they're like, I'm in love with God and he's in love with me and I'm his beloved one. So sin has no place. So I, I hope I'm communicating this. I'll try to wrap it up. But repent means forget your sin and remember who you are. And when we remember who, you, who we are, sin has no place, no attraction, 
no, no desire for sin. When you know you're loved, you don't seek for love somewhere else. When you know God, you can trust him. You don't try to do it on your own. So that was basically it. So let me just pray it. Precious Lord, um, work in our hearts that we would repent quickly, really quickly. You're not hung up on sin. You died for it. You took care of it. It's not that it's not a big deal, but you made it where it doesn't get to be a big deal anymore. Lord, help us to repent quickly, to come back up to the high place as your beloved ones. Lord, when we forget who we are, God, remind us and help us to come back to who you say that we are. God, that we would send less because we're so busy loving you and receiving your love and being about our Father's business that we don't even have time to think about sin. It's, we don't want to be sin-focused. We want to be in love with you. God, remind us of your love for us, that we would soak in it, and so we'd be so full we can't do anything else but pour out this beautiful, addictive, irresistible love everywhere we go, that we wouldn't try to do works We wouldn't try to evangelize. We would just overflow with gushing and loveness, just like like a new bride that's just so in love that she can't help but talk about her beloved everywhere she goes with shining lights in her eyes and just an overflowing heart. God, make us like that, that we're so in love with you that we can't help but be your arms and your feet and your legs and your mouthpiece. God, make us more like you. We love you. Have your way with us, Papa. Thank you so much for what you're doing in this beautiful church. Have your way in us. Amen. Amen. We're going to close here um, because we are over the time and we have kids that need to be picked up. I want to do this. Marcus, will you just close us in prayer? And uh, And then after that, if you would just come alongside someone else, would you just That's good. just pray over them, uh, pray a blessing over them, or uh, just just release something as we are the light, and just to strengthen someone else uh, could just be an encouraging word. Uh, but I think it's just a good way to, to end the night and receive it as well what the Lord has for you. So. So, Lord, we thank you for speaking. We thank you for leading us. You were so faithful and you were so kind. Lord, as we've heard these words of prepare, Holy Spirit, we invite you to show us how. I pray that you would give us ears to hear what you are saying. We need grace to hear what the Spirit is saying in this season. And I feel like you are opening up a door, you're cracking it, but you're asking us to knock and to push it open further with pressing into you. So Lord, at the end of this fast, I just ask you for a wave, a fresh wave of longing to connect with the Spirit of God. 
I ask you for revelation from your word to rest on this community like never before. I ask you that you would release angels to speak to us in the night and in the day. I ask that you would give us dreams that would unlock different keys of revelation that we need in this season. And I pray that you would show us how to prepare. We want to make ready. We want to make straight. We want to make ready. We want to make straight a a place for you, Lord. And Lord, we partner with the Holy Spirit right now as the Spirit is crying out, come Lord Jesus. We cry out, come Lord Jesus and encounter us. Come Lord Jesus and move upon our hearts. Come Lord Jesus and change us. Lord, I pray for the personal, come Lord Jesus. Come to us, Jesus, by your Holy Spirit and speak to us, lead us, guide us. Come to us, Lord Jesus, corporately. We ask you for a corporate coming of your Holy Spirit. And we ask you, Lord, for uh, the ultimate coming, that you would return and rid the nations of evil and lead the earth into righteousness as king forevermore. We love you, Lord, and we worship you. Amen and amen.